is a specialist in failure. Uh, I'm not. Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever Specialist in Failure podcast. If you're looking for a podcast on someone's failures, I'm afraid you've come to the wrong place, although the boot might fit. We are just three football crazy lads, sick of lazy media coverage, love giving their opinion and want to go at breaking the world of football and put it in its rightful place. This is the After Hours news show. My name is Rhys Dunley. The managers based around the quote in the name are two European powerhouses and I needed two European powerhouses of my own, but sadly none were available, so I've dragged these two in. Um... (laughs) First off, I will start with the man wearing the very fitting pyjama top. It is Callum Emerson. Hello. I'm trying to try hard not to swear at you right now. <laughs> I, th- I think that's people's general feeling towards me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure that will increase. As... No, what, just trying just try not, try not to swear, yeah? Just trying not to swear at you. Depends how bad these opinions are, to be fair. Yeah. But, uh, Turns out bad yours are. Great to get this started. It's great to have with me on this journey. I've listened to many of your opinions, so I thought I'd have forced them on other people. <laughs> you did. You do that anyway. So it's, this is just a bit of a wider audience as well. So exactly, more people well. get to see it. Um, although Callum's constant yeah. begging did help him become a partner, which is a sign to all the lonely men out there. Begging works, and on the subject of lonely men, I think it's time to introduce my next guest and host. <laughs> it's my other partner in crime, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's Dan King. Well, I mean, I would say it's a pleasure, but I mean, it, it doesn't feel like it considering I've been introduced uh, to, as a lonely man. I mean, he's not wrong, but it was, it's, it's, quite, it's, quite the, it's quite the introduction, I'll say that. Well, you're you're welcome for that. I'm sure people get to know that we're just three lonely, bordering on alcoholic, football obsessed people. Uh, Reese, this isn't a uh, this isn't we're not, we're not in therapy. We're here to talk about football. Let's get on with it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Let's get on with it, and we're going to start as we always will on the news show with takeaways, which is essentially our hot takes. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off with. Dan, Dan, what's your hot take for this thing? Um, well, it's not, it's less of a hot take uh, recently, but um, it's, uh, it's the, um, I, I'm quite an advocate for uh, effective football rather than like making football look pretty. So say, for example, Reese put out a, uh, a power poll a couple of weeks ago. It was, would you rather support a Crystal Palace team under Roy Hodgson, which finishes 10th or a Leeds team under Marco Bielsa? or Marcelo Bielsa, sorry, um, that would finish 14th or 15th in the table. And I'd argue, <laughs> I'd, I, I wouldn't stop arguing that um, I would have Roy Hodgson every day of the week because you know, football can look as good as you want. But at the end of the day, it's the results game. And if you're getting the results, I'd much prefer grind out a 1-0 result than a 4-3 because so, I'd say there's so many more positives in that that... In a in a one nil, say it's a clean sheet. It's a it's a morale boost. It shows grit. It was a four three. It's just 
it's a bit it's a bit all over the place, I guess. And it can work against teams like Liverpool, say at the beginning of the season, first game of the season. Um it was it was really good performance for um I think it surprised almost everyone. Not not that they were attacking, I think that was expected, but how in the game they were and uh I guess that's where it can work and I guess affect it. But you gotta think about uh, a manager which ended up getting a win. So yeah. yeah. Um I, say, I, as, 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 like, as like a football fan, um you know, as you know, as a football fan, you know, obviously it's nice to watch, you know, you know, sexy, attractive football. But if it's not getting you the points, then it's literally worthless. But say as yeah, as a football fan, like, I'd rather watch like, you know, drag out like a one nil win rather than us playing a tiki taka passing it, pinging it Yeah, because like, yeah, it, it can be painful to watch at times. It can be painful to watch at times, but um yeah. it's in the end you're getting you're getting four years in. As I said, it's a results game, and whether it's less enjoyable to watch or not, it. If we were yeah, talking Burnley yeah. when they reached the Europa League, I think I could level with you. But the poll I put out was if they finished tenth or fifteenth. Now, if I, as a Premier League yeah. supporter, know I'm getting a mid-table team next year, so not your, not so much your Villas and your Evans, but your Leeds, your Palaces, your even your Burnleys. Yeah, tenth isn't an achievement particularly. Fifteenth isn't an achievement particularly. I I just think I love to enjoy my football, and it, it, it's it's a hard balance. I agree, but I think Leeds's task at the start of the season was stay in the Premier League. I think they're going to stay in the Premier League quite easily. Um, Palace's task was yeah. stay in the league. If you ask me which way I'd rather it done, it is absolutely with the chaos under Bielsa. Oh yeah, I'd say this isn't given how obviously I, I, when I, when I talk about um, I'd prefer say a, effective football in, in terms of Roy, I maybe less so the way they've done it this season because I'd say it's effective. It's been they play effective football, but it's not been effective this season. It's if I, obviously I know that Wilfred Zaha has been. Uh, he's had his best season yet, um, but it's been only—he's been—I wouldn't say carrying them, but there's only been him and a few others that have he's major impact in the team. Yeah, he's been yeah. there. He, he's been in the headlines for them on the whole season, as per usual. Even more, even more so this season. And when he hasn't been, it's been poor. But if I'm talking about purely, if you're going to guarantee a tenth place or guarantee fifteenth place. I'd, I'd obviously I'd go with Roy, and when you lose, it's going to be a bit more painful. I think as more well, as Stevenage fans, we know that um, <laughs> having to it. obviously uh, with us having to grind out results a lot of the time because we we can't play the most attractive football in the world. So with them, when mm-hmm. we do manage to do grind out results, play okay football, but when it works, it works, and it's it's just that bit more satisfying rather than. I'd say I maybe as a, a side thing, as, as an outsider, fans. as an outsider, I'd probably prefer watching a Leeds team, a million percent. Sorry, you don't. Know. I think as management and players, um, you're, you're looking at the Roy team, but in in terms of supporting, I, I just would rather not because of the size of the club taking everything away. 
even taking the certain players away, for example, I'd rather watch Zaha and Eze than Jack Harrison and Rodrigo, as as good as Rodrigo yeah. is, by the way. Um, but I'd rather have... When you're finishing in those positions, we said it at the start of the season as Stevenage fans, when the task is stay up, make us have a team to be proud of, make us enjoy our football again after after all this. Um, mm. I'd, I know as a person, I'd enjoy my, that Leeds team, whether we're losing 6-2 at Old Trafford. Okay, they're probably not enjoying this, the small results that's gone. Um, and I think there's different, yeah. <laughs> there's different factors, but um, I like the pitch and stuff. But I know all Leeds fans are buzzing right now. Crystal Palace fans aren't, so yeah. it, it's it's a hard balance. But I'm just talking about when it's most effective. So um, yeah, if, if when, it, when it works, when it works, when effective football works, yes. But obviously, Roy Hodgson has been. Well, some of his lineups have been really questionable. They've got what they've had like what one shot. I think they've had one shot on target in the last four games. I think that's I think that's them. I think it's Palace. They've only had one shot on target in the last few games. Yeah, but as far it, as I'm aware, it may be another team, but they've not. They've been really poor recently. And obviously, I'm just talking about purely if it works, it worked. If but if it if it doesn't work, and I guess I can see the argument of effective football, or not effective. Sorry, of pretty football, it can work. The majority of the team, there's not obviously it can go wrong, but you'll always have that backup. So if you go out of form, you'll always have the um, you'll always have that bit of flair, which I can understand. But if we're talking purely if it can work, and that's a blanket statement, then I'd go with that 100. percent Yeah, it's a topic we could go on for a whole podcast about. Yeah, I think we but could go on for hours. <laughs> the the first hot take, Callum, you're yeah, up yeah, next. Yeah. What is your take? So. Um, this is probably something that we're probably going to go in uh, quite a bit more depth in later on. Um, but mine is, I believe that Werner is still the best choice striker for Chelsea. Because, <laughs> um, well, this is because, you know, I've, I've sort of like stabbed myself here because this is something that I'll, you know, I'll probably be repeating myself a bit later yeah. on. Um, but, you know, he's, He's still got, like, because I was looking up earlier, he's still got, like, 11 goals across all competitions. I know that's not amazing, considering, you know, his price tag. But Yeah, considering his record as well. I, I think it's I think it's 80% down, I'd say 80% down to the formation that that he's been, give, he's been given with. Um, I, think, I think, you know, I'll, I'll mention this again later, but if you, like, you know, you, you give him, like, a Giving a player with like like, like Giroud, like because they're both. I think I, I see them as both, you know, sort of like target men. And I, I guess in different ways, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I do honestly think that you know Werner can benefit of something like that because there will be you know supply, and if Giroud doesn't get it, well Werner's popping up there. And you know I think there's partially I think there's sort of a confidence issue with it at the moment because you know it's gone. A, few, a couple of games, you know, not really. For, minus the last FA Cup game, um, he's a player, you know. As soon as in the last FA Cup game, he scored. Um, he scored a goal. He scored. Yeah. But um, no, honestly, I think it's partially down to confidence, you know, down to confidence as well because the, you know, the English league. It's always been said, you know, it's a more physical league. Um, 
it's one where you know you actually you know fight you fight for the points, you fight for the goals instead of shoving in seven or eight goals against uh, farmers every week. So I think it's possibly got to get used to that level. I'm not I'm not saying you know he's only scored against you know bad teams because you know he's played in the German league you know against the likes of, you know Dortmund and you know, Bayern Munich. Um, but I I do think you know he's got the quality to be in this league. Yeah, sorry. Um, I, th- I think he gets um, assumption of 50 million when he must settle in straight away, whereas other signings like, oh, there's a bedding, bedding in period for ZH. When you're a £50 million signing striker linked with Liverpool in the summer yeah. who were the best side in the country, uh, best side arguably yeah. on the planet as well, <laughs> you're immediately expected to perform and when the Chelsea fight side is as dysfunctional as it is, Werner's been misused, there's no doubt about that, we'll go into that a bit a bit later, but you look yeah. at him now, you look at the chances missing, well, a lot of them he's leaning back, like we're told from 10 years old, don't lean back when you hit the ball, and yeah. when you finish in and... There's ones where he's take, trying to yeah. take the shot. You get you get your head you get your head over it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes he's leaning too far. Yeah. It's just it's, he's lost control of the basics. He's snatching out a lot. He's snatching out a lot of shots thing. as well with his yeah. chances. I know obviously he's a volume striker, but who isn't? Um, and I know he's being played that position a lot of the time. I, I, I get I get that. Yeah, but Harlan's an exception. Um, oh, yeah, Harlan's Harlan's an exception, but. He's with the off. amount of chances he's had, especially especially that one, I think it was against Leeds where he was and he's yeah, yeah, kicked yeah. it against the crossbar. I would, I at first it looks like good goalkeeping, but he's just got straight under it. He's, I think he's tried too hard to score. He's tried if he, whereas if he just puts his foot through it, he scores. It's been yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Um, so we know he's better than that, and I, I do personally, I wouldn't say it's eighty percent of it's positional. I'd say maybe a fifty-fifty between his head. Yeah. And um, position, um, maybe yeah. maybe less, well, I mean, but like, the head's I the biggest it's... enemy of uh, foot in football, and yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. say that's probably played a massive think... part to it because I think he knows he's better. He knows the world's expecting him, expecting twenty goals, twenty five yeah, goals a season for him, and he's yeah. clearing under the pressure. It seems. I do, I do, I do think, honestly, like you know, I, I will, as a, you know, as I said, you know, this is something you know we're going to get into a bit later in the episode, and yeah, but you know. Um, I still, I, I still, you know, like, I still believe that, you know, it's down to like, you know, just, you know, the the tactics of Lampard. I think, you know, as I said, something we're going to get into later. But, you know, I do agree with like your points, you know, on like, you know, the the bit, you know, it's all in this, it in the head, you know. And I guess, you know, when a striker goes, you know, a certain amount of time without scoring, probably, you know, they're probably going to be thinking like, what's happening? Oh, I'm never going to score again. No, I, I have, I have, I highly expect that. You've seen at least a few of the comments that have been said about them. Well, yeah, like I think, I think this goes. I think this goes on to a separate point. That um, if I was a professional footballer, would I have an account that I personally went on? No. Hmm. Would I search my name? Would this I do is, my best to avoid to it? Yeah, I, I know it's. Incre- I know it's incredibly. Di- yeah. I know it's incredibly difficult. 
found it or see people talk about it and that's just yeah, but then again it could just that could just be the like you know your curiosity you get in the better of you and... yeah oh yeah it's it's yeah. curiosity it's the it's it's the biggest, en- it's one of the biggest enemies as well on... that can't be doing any good either especially when fans aren't in grants well, you're not really... getting general vibe really the, 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 the last one i'm another gonna make on this because we probably need to to move on to the next one but Timo Werner was signed for Chelsea because his name is Timo Werner. He wasn't signed because he suited Chelsea. It's quite clear to say that. Anyone who watched Leipzig last season knows that Werner played off the big man. He played off a target man and he made quite direct runs. They knew he was on a left winger. I think it's fair to say Werner is better than Tammy Abraham and he is better than Giroud. Giroud is obviously more effective in the 4-3-3, but as we'll get into later, Chelsea shouldn't be playing in the 4-3-3. So, I have no doubt it will come for Timo Werner. He's hit the crossbar five times this season. If those go in, I know it's easy to say if those go in, but it's that kind of... It's a different different story. We're we're still fairly big fans of Timo. Um, my hot take yeah. um i've gone abroad to spain um they're actually currently one nil up so in the lockdown disgusting they're actually currently one nil up, so my point is a little invalidated but um my my point is about real madrid at the minute and um it's essentially that they're in as bad a place as barcelona at the minute obviously there's massive problems with barcelona at the minute although they are improving um in terms of Messi, in terms of the presidency, they have no money, that that kind of thing. And then you look at the Real Madrid situation at the minute. They've got a they've got David Alaba coming in. There's no doubt in my mind David Alaba is a top class footballer. He is. He's unbelievable. But why is he coming in? I, I don't quite understand it. This season, yeah. Real Madrid have gone with Ramos and Varane, as you would. Real Madrid, yeah. and I know there's been talk about this because they refused to offer him a one plus one, which is incredible. Um, Real Madrid and Ramos yeah, are in contract deadlock. Real Madrid cannot afford to be without Sergio Ramos. Um, he is almost in that Messi-Barcelona bracket because Modric is set to leave and sign a one-year contract and leave. Um, Cruz probably declining. Sergio Ramos is still okay. He's declined defensively. If he was any good defensively in the first place, it's a debate in itself. But he is a winner. If you lose that, that is incredible. But why would Sergio Ramos stay if he's not starting? He starts for every other team in the world. Yeah. Then... I guess they've had... (sighs) He's immovable. I don't think. I don't think either of those centre backs are movable. And the uh, from what I've seen, from what I've seen, their left back men for Mendy. He's he's been improved recently. From what Mendy I've seen, he's is outstanding. He's been better. He's replaced Casemiro. Is beyond me. And then you go into Real Madrid's front three. They still can't bin Bale off. If Spurs want to buy Bale, is another matter. It's not out of the possibility. But the, the no players. No, not many. Teams are going to want to buy him though, with the uh, with the uh, release clauses that they have in Spain. No one's going to want to buy him. So Bale's not there. With the at that at that, at that money, I don't think anyone will. He'll just take. He'll just be taken away. 
Um, Benzema. But in comparison, is... in comparison to Barcelona, how would how would you say that Real Madrid are in like you know a similar situation? Are you just talking on the pitch? Does that mean? I, I think Real Madrid. Well? Like, Real Madrid on paper have I, the better team by far. But if you if they played, yeah. if there was an El Clasico tomorrow. I'd, I'd back Barcelona all the way, and I think Real Madrid are in a not even a steady decrease. It is a dramatic decrease because yeah. you've got Hazard yeah. not performing, Vinicius injured all the time, Benzema's <laughs> getting old, Cruz is getting old, Modric is getting old, Ramos is annoyed, Varane's not performed at his peak, and you've got to replace these players. And do you think that there's? Do you think that you know the decline? It's been. You know, it's been going on since Ronaldo left the club because you know, I, I can I can see that they've probably built built a squad around Ronaldo because you know, I would be one of the best players think, in the world in history. What, what do you think about that? I think in some ways, Real Madrid become a better team, and I know it's oh Ronaldo selfish. Well, oh, he wasn't, but in the way Benzema no, stepped up, it's unbelievable. Benzema basically dragged Real Madrid to a title last year. He was unbelievable yeah. Um, yeah. Real's transfer Real's no, transfer, no one expects them to Real's transfer policy since Ronaldo is probably the reason why I think the only one that steps out and I can say yeah he's done well is the left back for Lamandi who in my opinion is the one that's going to get replaced by Alaba and when you watch Real Madrid at the moment I've watched a few of the games that it should be quick. Look at their team. It should be quick, snappy football. And, and Zidane's under massive pressure again because he's... And you see Real Madrid and you see, wow, football, the Galacticos, you know, they're winning everything. You just don't see that this season. I think from the very limited games I've seen this season, what against the two games against Shakhtar and how they've been in the Champions League, that's that's mm. that's a decline in itself. Regardless of how they're doing in the league, they're behind uh, Atletico, who are a bit unbelievable this season. Um, with a, obviously, uh, a few, obviously a few games, um, let's go a few games in hand of them as well. But even if like Barcelona win their game in hand, so three, they're only three points off. So I, 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 I can see why you're putting them in the same bracket because they're just they're not the same winners that they were before. It just doesn't. Real aren't winners it's, it's the, get, the getting old, the players are getting older as well. Because I know you can say about Ramos, he's still at the top level, but. He's he's still getting on, isn't he? He's still really getting. He's, he's still getting on. He, any like any sort of niggly injury or whatever that could that I could, honestly like, ruin think him. next season there will uh, be more of a crisis in Real Madrid because you look at Barcelona's team and you see the future fatty. There's a bit young, of a trend. There's a bit of a transition. Of I don't think team, it yeah. will necessarily be under Ronald Koeman, um, but there is. The foundations no, there. The foundations aren't there with Real Madrid, so I'm very concerned about them. They, do, I yeah. think, Zidane has one more year. I think he needs to win the Champions League or La Liga. But the thing with Real Madrid is they win when they need to. It doesn't matter how. Atlanta will not be an easy game for them. Atlanta are dangerous. On to the headlines. Yeah. On to the main chunk of the show. We took a lot of time on our hot takes. Very controversial. Um, Newcastle are currently 2-0 down to Aston Villa. They are in free fall. There was, there was an interesting uh, Monday night football piece by Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher uh, and that team in the week talking about their decline, about how it's been coming, about the comparison with Rafa and Bruce. 
Um, Dan, it's a very simple question, but an almost impossible one to answer. So I'm going to throw it to you. Um, why were Newcastle okay. happy with Rafa and they're not happy with Bruce? Uh, it's it's hard to tell, really. Um, I guess this is another case of say effective football not working. I think this. I think I, I, if if I'm I'm honest, because he'd done all right with them last season. You see, they finished. Uh, they finished. Decently high in the Six league, at the back better, 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 United better, better than their squad. Better than their <laughs> squad um, set, like thirteenth. If you look at Newcastle's squad last season, would you put it anywhere above fifteenth? I don't think you would. So I can see no, why no. they were happy last season, uh, but but they wasn't. The, if the, you the, looked last season of, with with they Bruce, weren't fantastic. They, were still no, they weren't fantastic. Football. And I think the thing is. They always said, the, our luck's going to run out, our luck's going to run out, our luck's going to run out. And they said, you're still winning and games. Never, and now it has. Now the luck's run out. They're not but getting I think, the... I do, I, do, I, do think, I, I do think, though, with Newcastle, you know, I think they're a club. They, you know, they, they, they I think they should be much bigger than what they are. They are a big, you big know, club. In, in terms of... Like, on, on, yeah, on, they on, are a very big club. On, on, on the pitch, they should be, you know, you know, they're, they're a club that, you know, they've... They've got um, they've got an owner, I believe, that if he actually wanted to, he could give the financial backing. You know, they could they could probably they they, they with, with with the money they've got, they could sign players. But the, I don't I don't think that because I don't think they have the attraction. Like, no, they don't. I was just going to say that they're, they're, they're not an attractive club to sign for anymore. Are they? If, uh, even you know, even an, that, even an Everton even an Everton or a Leicester, who would you prefer yeah. to go to at the moment? Yeah, but I yeah. But I think that, that, you know, partially because, you know, obviously the football is getting worse now. I think that's, that's having more of a negative effect on how the fans are feeling towards the, you know, the club. But I think, you know, it's all started from, you know, the owner. Because, yeah, he's, he's always, you know, failed to invest. Always spending he's been money very controversial over the years having, as well. Yeah, having, having Newcastle as his little side pet that he doesn't actually care that much about and I think Newcastle fans deserve much better than what they're getting. But you know, no, go on, Kurt. Um, yeah. So going going back going back to the start, um, you know, you were saying like you know why why were Newcastle fans you know not angry at you know Benitez but angry at Bruce? Um, because you know I watched the um, that Monday night football clip, you know Gary Neville and Jamie Carrick comparing, and when Gary Neville. Put, um, he brought up the stat of like where Newcastle were after 17 games, and you know league positions. They're generally better off under Bruce, and you know I did that did get me thinking. You know like why are they? And Gary and Gary Neville made a very good point. It's because you know Gar- Rafa Benitez. You know he's been around and won nearly every competitive trophy you, you, you can when he's been at club. Because you know, I do, I do think that you know, Rafa Benitez is. I don't know if world class is a push, but you know, it's still. It's always know, been an elite level manager. That, 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 that level of that a higher manager, yeah. the one you want, you look at and say, yeah, he's he he's a he's a, yeah. say he's a great in management. I'd say. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, I think I do think that the, you know, the the off the pitch fiasco that's been going on for years. It's definitely, you know, taken over 
it's the, taken its you know, toll. It's, def- it's definitely the main the main reason for the you know, the fan the, the fans anger. And as I said, yeah. I, I I agree with them. But I gets it gets to a it gets to a point, you know, like, well, what 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 can what can you do with when you're we've got a manager who's performing about the same as the one you like, and you're giving one of them stick in the other, you know, you need, you have to draw yeah. the line somewhere. I think. I think it's a sense of ambition because with with yeah. Steve Bruce team, you stay afloat with it. You um, you don't really do too much. You just you just get on with it. You do what Newcastle do nowadays. But with Benitez team, you see you you see a bit more of a winner in there. You see someone who can kick their team on and just just do just do good things for them. And I, I know maybe he didn't have the best record. Uh, maybe obviously Bruce had a better record, but. You can see some ambition in there. If you have Benitez, it's obviously, and you look at Newcastle, Rafa Benitez. You don't you, and you say, yeah, oh, Steve wow. Bruce. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not a wow, it's a wow, not a wow factor that's, either. So that's, wow. that's yeah, it's, just, it's, it's just not the same. <laughs> of course, Cal says that. Um, <laughs> the, the, the thing with Newcastle had hope for Rafa Benitez. Well, we're going to get these new owners. Obviously, yeah. the owner issue broke down. Um, that yeah. new yeah, they're, they're team under Benitez was awful. Rondon, Perez, yeah. all, all these. <laughs> you've got to consider. You've got to consider. He didn't want to give Benitez money, but the second he left, Alanson Maxman walked through the door. A brilliant footballer. Uh, Joel Linton for £40 million. Pounds, £40 million. Pounds. Callum Wilson's coming. Ryan Fraser's coming. Jamal Lewis is coming. These are good players. And people will go, oh, but Wilson's not scoring. If you watch Bournemouth, he thrives off service. He's not getting any as the lone man up top. Uh, Jamal Lewis looks bad yeah. in defensive situations. Well, we played for Norwich. Norwich attacked games and they yeah. had to push up. And then, oh, oh, it's it's just it just it just seems that the the, the new the Newcastle players it, they don't seem motivated. They don't seem to suit the system they're playing. They're saying, "Oh, he's a good player. Let's sign him." Not not actually putting some thought about it. Because if you yeah. see Jamal Lewis, if you see him last season, he's you say he's at Newcastle. No, <laughs> you wouldn't see him in Newcastle, yeah. would you? You'd yeah. see more at Leicester and Everton. He just fits so much more. I think that's yeah, why. Yeah. Uh, who was the other Norwich defender? It was uh, sent centre back. Um, Aaron's. Uh, no, it wasn't Aaron's. It was. Uh, I'm not too sure, Godfrey. but the one at Everton. Godfrey. I know Godfrey. There you are. I know he's a centre back. Obviously, he's going to have more defensive duties. Um, but that's a team that you'd see is in. They're a bit quicker. They're and they're not as sit back and they have a plan. Yeah, yeah, and park I, the bus. They don't park the grab, bus. Grab games for the hall. I yeah. can't watch. Yeah, they, they they go for games. I can't watch. No, I watch all different sorts of football. I watch Stevenage for crying out loud. I flat out refuse to watch Newcastle <laughs> these days. And the sad thing is, I think a lot of Newcastle yeah. fans are in the same place. There's no. Yeah. Game plan going into so games, and the thing, you, and the main think, difference between Bruce and Benitez is, Bruce. This has happened to Bruce throughout his whole career. This is what Bruce does, and whether it's got success or it hasn't, this is what Steve Bruce has done. Benitez has been this world elite, 
level manager, there's hope uh, when the takeover comes in. And I think some people still have that hope, but there's no connection with the team, despite it being a better team. There's no intention to go in the, in the mm. game. They're not going... I don't think they're going out to get point in terms of just get a point, but I think they're just going out there and going, uh, could get a point here. And t- t- for example, yeah, against the Man City yeah. and the Liverpools, they're playing ten men at the back. Well, well, the world class teams—they are going to find them spaces. And I feel sorry for Newcastle fans. I mm. think Newcastle was probably the most hard hardest club to sport at the minute because the fans don't like the manager, yeah. fans don't like yeah. the team, the fans don't like the owner, the owner doesn't like the club. The owner wants to sell the club. Toxic relationship all round. And um, uh, does 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 this this season do Newcastle stay up? Yes or no? I Come think on. I think they'll sack Bruce at some point. Um, because but who's as much as, in? probably Steve McLaren again, now and Mike Ashley. Um, yeah. I I just think there's enough in the squad, and I know we said that about Bournemouth last year, but I look at the other teams and uh, we'll come on to those any minute but they they do have enough because they are (laughs) they are scratching points but Newcastle are in a downfall it is the false promises it's the wanting the minimum outlay it's selling the prized assets it's the lack of investment they just want a team to be proud of they're not asking for much but um I think they'll be okay, but that's yeah, not a question we should be uh, asking. I guess that's what they were against. That's not a question we should be asking with Newcastle United. Yeah, um, yeah. you'd yeah, think top half team. The, the thing is, is, there's, 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 there is two. There's two ways that any for any team can go. A little known Newcastle, you know, if they're starting poorly, they can suddenly you know get get the rocket out the backside. You know, start actually, you know, getting motivated from the ball. You know, getting. Good positions because they're basically like attacking, you know, going you need forward. People to drag you through balling. games as a relegation side. Newcastle will have those players. Players, whether they use them is a different matter. But I think yeah. they're, but, they're, but but they're not they're not they don't seem motivated. They don't seem motivated to drag you through the that game. That is why I'm you, saying the management change might bring something. Yeah. I'm not saying that it'll be a good manager, mm. but the motivation unless it's Steve McLaren. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe not Steve McLaren, but in terms of teams going down, yeah. Sheffield United look doomed. They've now won, obviously, against Paul Newcastle team, but still. Um, yeah. West Brom look doomed. They've now won. Is there anyone that looks certain to go down for you? Is there any teams who's in this relegation fight still for you? I'd um, still I'd... say you guys. No, I'd still say Sheffield United to go down. Uh, I'm. I'd say. I would say. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna stick with West Brom because I know obviously that they, they have had a slight upturn since, and they have had they have picked up a win. Uh, a slight upturn since uh, obviously uh, Big Sam's been in charge, and that's what that's what he does. But I just don't think it'll be enough. I think there, there's. I'm I'm not sure. I just don't think it's enough to go stay up. But Fulham, personally, I think if they can t- turn those draws into wins, they'll be fine. And they've conceded very little recently, and their the defense main... was always their yeah. problem. So if they keep if they turn those losses into wins, they'll stay up. If they can't, 
Uh, sorry, if they can't if they can't turn the draws into wins, keep drawing. I I don't see uh, I'd see the um, relegation zone staying how it is, but I wouldn't rule Newcastle out, Palace out. I think I think that's the main difference yeah. between a team like Fulham and Newcastle for me. Fulham have plans going into games that it, they impress the opposition. Teams find it difficult against Newcastle. Uh, Fulham. Teams find it difficult against Newcastle because they have six men at the back. So it's that kind of thing. Um, it's Cal, difficult for the wrong reasons, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cal, for you, who's doomed? Who looks decent to stay up? Stay, so I definitely. I think the West Brom will stay up. I'm just like. For him, yeah. You think no, he's got. The, the thing is, like Dan mentioned, you know, they're getting the draws and draws and not, they're not getting the wins yet. But at the end of the season, them draws they, that could be the defining factor. Oh yeah, that could be those, those sort of draws with those yeah. teams could every, could be big. In, could. in a in a relegation zone, in a relegation battle, every point you can get a hold of matters. And I I think you know because there's there's that you know there's always that mentality like oh you can always call on Big Sam to come in and show you from relegation. And I think you know that that mindset's there, and there's already like a sort of belief. If yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that. There, there's already that, you know, there's already that, like, you know, sort of belief. Oh, you know, we're going to stay up now. We've got Big Sam fans. has that. Effect, Obviously, the players it? shouldn't have that belief. Yeah, he comes with, he comes with a reputation. And, you know, as you said, recent outstanding performances in form. West Brom um, have the players yeah, to drug them through games. You look at Pereira, who's yeah. ne- next level quality. Then you look at. Grant, who's a good finisher, and then you look at these players at the back who was going to be solid because they're managed by big sides. We see Ajayi, um, these kind of players, and seeing small things where you're going, Big Sam's doing what he does, um, and we are fans of Big Sam on this podcast, <laughs> clearly. Um, but um, Big Sam, I think that tells you. I think that tells you enough about who we support. <laughs> <laughs> um, about what we've been through as well, and uh, I hate to enhance that image about what we're gonna about to say. But Brighton, um, Dan, I know you have a few few thoughts on Brighton. Realised uh, how low they were. Um, I didn't realise how they are near enough in the relegation fight. But obviously, I see a lot of people say they play really good. Like they play some really attractive football, and one of the cases of pretty football not working <laughs> that it, it's just it doesn't different. it's not work when it works when it works it works i can i can see flashes there are flashes of uh good in there but they just seem too sloppy we like players like basuma and and i think they need to play more pascal of more or pascal gross who whose transcration levels are beyond ridiculous but it doesn't quite fit in the system <sighs> When I've yeah. talked about players so far that drug you through games, I'm not sure who Brighton have. I know people say Mopai, but... No, there's there's Tr- Trossard stands out, and obviously Percy Tau coming in is a... He seems to have an, a slight influence already, but I don't think... It's not a player you'd look at and drag through the game. And I don't think Mopai, with his with his track record, I don't think... Or well, his track record of his... Um, Obviously, bit, having a bit of an ego, which it, it can work in good, it, it can work in good, it can work well, and it can work badly. And I think it's not a player; it, it, it works badly when you rely on him heavily because he's it, he's one that I'd say is quite hot-headed. So if something goes wrong and all the pressure's on him, he could snap and it just all go wrong. So I think 
they're not exactly they're not exactly safe either and i do think they are in more danger than people think uh, we've spent quite a bit on the relegation subject but i'm going to ask one one question i need three teams from both of you Dan, three teams no I'm no not... words teams oh, oh I like this. League. <laughs> <laughs> i already knew what i had in my mind and i still need to look at the uh, i still need to look um well um, i'll go i think sheffield united are still doomed i think they're they yeah. went into the season thinking they could stick with the overlapping wing-back system. Brewster hasn't quite worked how we thought he might. Um, Ollie McBurney hasn't been quite as effective. And, and for me, they just uh, look a little lost um, because they're not used to a system. It's not yet yeah, That right isn't now. using those wing-backs. That O'Connell injury at the start of the season was, I'll go with Brighton. And I'm going to cancel myself out. Uh, from what I said earlier, I'm going to say Newcastle. Unless something changes right now, Newcastle, it's Sheffield United, um, Brighton, Newcastle, for me at this moment in time. I, I thought you said no words, just teams. Those were a lot of words. Dan, just no, I've got, I've got sorry. Oh, sorry, you are the host. Sorry, sir. Um, right, I would... Uh... <laughs> I would, uh, that's going to be taken out of context. I will be saying Sheffield United, um, I think uh, Brighton will have a uh, Brighton, and I'm going to go again. I'll go back on my, I'm going to go back on my word, and I think that uh, West Brom will go down. So I'll, I'll, I'll change my mind. I'll change my mind on Fulham. I think they'll be okay. Sheffield, Newcastle, Fulham. That's what I wanted, Dan. Fair That's enough. What I needed. <laughs> That's what I want, Cal. From the bottom of the league. All right, Simeone. Well, not the not the top of the league anymore, rather. From the somewhat top, top of the league. From the bottom of the league to the top. The former champions. Well, the champions. Um, Liverpool oh, five games without a win. They lost one 0 to Burnley. Yeah. Six points off top. Gone. Six points off top. No goals against people who aren't still wetting their trousers when they go to school. Um, what on earth is going wrong at Liverpool, Dan? I, I think we we discussed it a bit last night, actually. Um, kind of in, in prep for today. Um, I, I, uh, I'm not sure. I think I think you made a good point that they. They've had the same core for three or so years, three and a half years, three and a half seasons, sorry. And it wasn't going to work forever. It was a combination of the pressure on players having to perform uh, consistently. I think a couple of the injuries to big names didn't help. And I'd say less so. I think also, I also think that Van Dyke was less important than they thought because their defence hasn't exactly been that big of an issue recently either. Relying on relying on the on that front four to score goals constantly, and I think um, they're missing Yotta massively because um, it's that it's just that different it's a different body in there who's that who's that isn't isn't is close to their is close to their quality pressure of uh, putting that uh, on putting those um, those attacking players the same ones over and over and over. I think something's finally cracked, and I think one I think they went a couple games without scoring and thought, oh God. What's going on? And the question they'd be questioning themselves. And again, I yeah. think this is a mental issue. I, 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 I'll tell you what. I, 
I disagree with, with um, your point on uh, Van Dyke. So do I. Because, you know, I think, you know, gen- I, I don't think there'd be in this issue if, you know, he wasn't out injured anyway. I, I think because the thing with Van Dyke, he, he's, he's, he's a brilliant defender, but he can also attack as well. He can, he can, he can bring the ball forward as well. And he's not, but he, he has scored a, like, a fair few goals. Yeah, he's always like a hanging. danger from the corner. So I, I get that actually. You know what? Yeah. I, I generally do think that, you know, he's, he's generally probably, probably like one of the, if not the best player at Liverpool right now. Even if they had a better, better backup centre back, because I mean, I know yeah. the one that didn't get I'm, injured. I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying I'm not saying that Liverpool are doomed without Van Dijk. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just I saying do, I, I think, think it's, le- it's less really of an effect than that. people think. It's less of an oh, effect yeah. than, I... than it was made out. To oh me. yeah. Um, <laughs> Virgil means the fullbacks are further deeper, and they're not making the same runs they used to. It means Trent is crossing from deeper. It means he's crossing 22 times a game. And it's, I mean, one successful cross out of those 22 is poor. But at the end of the day, Fabinho not being in that midfield is the biggest loss to Liverpool's midfield. You could, I'm not saying that Henderson and Thiago aren't big losses, etc. But Virgil van Dijk was putting the balls into Mane and Salah. Remember the goal against Bayern Munich? Everyone can push up. Matip doesn't do it. Phillips doesn't do it. Phillips is more your head it, kick it centre-back. Phillips was meant to go out and load. That's why I disagree with you because Matip, Matip's a good transitioning centre-back, I'd say, because he, he he dribbles. He's a lot better on the ball than people give him credit for because he, he, he does make those runs. He is, but he does make a lot of those runs which transitions. Virgil van Dijk is a destroyer. If he's running at you, you're still scared. Um, and I know he's not the leader, but he is a different type of leadership. And Virgil clearly is that voice in the background yeah, yeah. that's telling you need to go there. He's head and, sh- he's head and shoulders. Above, he's head and shoulders above. He's a player you can look for and um, think of and get strength from. May- they were performing without him. That's my that's my point. Yes. They were performing yeah, yeah, yeah. well without him, and it was it seemed to be that that uh, injury to Jota was when it all went to shite pretty much. That. <laughs> That's that's my argument. Is that they were able to play without him there, so they didn't need him. That's that's my point. That's my that's why I'm arguing it because sometimes it takes they can, a while they, they to can almost, see almost feel a loss. So yeah, the Van Dyke thing is huge. That that is one point. Another thing is momentum. Van Dyke's not in the changing rooms. Van Dyke's not in the dressing rooms. Van Dyke can't have a whisper in Salah's ear. And these players have been together three four years. If you, <coughs> It's going to happen, unfortunately. And you look at the famous Bergie teams at United, they refreshed uh, every three, four years. Liverpool's peak, for me, wasn't last season when they won the title. It was the season before. It was the season before, second. yeah. And when you, you've played so well, won the Champions, you need to start refreshing. And there was a point made on a radio station I won't mention because I don't want to give them air time. They were mentioning, why did Liverpool need Thiago? Does he really fit? And I was going, oh, that's ridiculous. Thiago's world-class. And then I started thinking deeper about it. Liverpool's peak, they were scary. They were fast. They were running at you. They could have anyone missing. And you go, and you look at them and go, oh, Jesus. Last season, I, I hope that this season, I'd happily admit, I, I'm bored watching Liverpool. 
I'm just it's not it's I haven't just, wanted to watch their last few games it's, it's not it's not heavy metal football anymore it's getting busy it's scraping results it's getting by Tiago's picking it up and deploying these passes these players aren't used to these passes so it takes a while and Callum almost Klopp made a point in the week we're almost looking at a challenge for the top four at the minute um do you think that's true or do you think that's manager tactics do you think Liverpool genuinely are in a top four race rather than a title race you know you've got cases for both sides you know you can say they're still in title races because you know they're how many points they're not too many points yeah it's it's not too far they're not too far off but people are catching up as well now and you know I think Liverpool, I think they're still in the title race, but they've they've got one hand they've got one hand on that on that ladder. I think if if they don't improve, you know, results. You know, I'm not saying change tactics overnight as a snap of a finger, but yeah. they something needs to happen. Um, whether whether that's the you know Klopp having a serious look at his you know tactics starting lineup because I think Liverpool have probably been figured out. Yeah. I, I think I think that they either need to change something or, you know, they need to get their mojo back. Because that's what that yeah, a couple of years it ago. Could be, it, could be a sim- it could be a simple issue as that in all fairness. It could be and obviously yeah. I know we've got the got the injury problems, but it could be as simple. They're that good. Yeah. I still I still see Liverpool in the title race, but if results don't change in the next few weeks I might see them differently. The thing is, I know we're saying they haven't made that signing to refresh yet. I guess that again, that more pushes my point about Jota because it's it's not one that will completely change them. Obviously, he's had more of an impact than we thought, but it's just it's just a refresher. It's someone so you don't have to bring a Rigi on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. He played one of his better <laughs> games. I don't want to be too harsh on players, but I haven't. He's almost tarnished his um, cult hero legacy, which was in the Champions League the other season yeah. and I think he stated he arguably wasn't great last season and I personally think that he right, should have been he should have been bin he should have been he should have been binned in the summer if I'm perfectly honest. Um, he was poor and he was poor in every, almost every aspect whether he's played out wide a, down the centre I guess Origi's I know he's not a striker so he's coming on to the ball um rather than having to do yeah. things with the ball and now Liverpool's style has not changed dramatically, but it's no longer heavy metal intense. It doesn't suit him as much. Um, Liverpool have zero interest in entering the market in the final week, according to reports. Is that a good move? No signings this month for Liverpool. No. they Whether it's on loan or not, they need... Like they needed to get a centre back in. I think I know I said they sent like Van Dyke being injured isn't isn't the biggest issue, but they can't keep relying on it. January, January was their chance to get a refresher in. If they get if they get a decent level, say a say a Militao even to get in on loan, natural centre back, not made of glass. <laughs> then I think that could that it, it's just again it's just a refresher. They don't need to change everything. They don't need to change everything. But just something, just a little, a little boost, almost like what Ruben, what um, what City did with Ruben Diaz. It didn't immediately work, but after the first couple games, 
Matic, he's been the best centre back. He's been probably one of the best. Probably, I'd, say, I'd argue being the best centre back in the league this look season. Look at the effect Laporte had on that Centurions team. I think Militao is a really interesting shout because he's a lot like a Joe Gomez, but one that actually tackles players. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm very agreed with you. No signings for Liverpool though, so it'll be interesting to see they can get out of this rut. Right, next on the agenda is our Premier League team of the season. So far, let's go back, um, put out a tweet in the week, and their team really, really annoyed me. So <laughs> I decided we needed. To... Well, I think it annoyed a lot of people. I think it annoyed a lot of people. So I mean, um, yeah, I thought I think that that was needed in in a discussion. So our collective brain power come together and created ours. I got outvoted far too many times for my liking. Um, <laughs> Once would have been far too many times for your liking, let's be honest. Crime. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. But we, Just because we are more clever. But we did we yeah. did come to some sort of agreement. Of so there's that. An agreement. Um, so we'll just go through it page by page, talking about a few of the players and a few that might have missed out. Um, in goal is Martinez. He's just been consistent for Villa, isn't he? Uh, first full season, and especially with his, especially with his first, yeah, first. I was going to say with his first full season, it's just he's massively stepped up, showing his ability, and I feel like he needs to have a place. And even when he's not had much to do, he's He's done it, so he's 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 a mainstay for me. Well, not a mainstay, but he's a guarantee for me. Um, our back three, we went with we've gone with the back three of John Stones, Fabinho, and Diaz. Um, originally we left out Stones, but uh, Callum was um, not insistent, but insistent. <laughs> but um, but I think it was. Who, who is it that who is it that he replaced? I can't remember. Who I Wesley Fofana. Um, who is Fofana, who's been brilliant for Leicester this year. For Leicester, um, yeah. You was pretty hot on John Stones, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if it's it's a case of like if if he was left out, then I think you know it would be like a. There would I, be I wouldn't be distraught, him. but I do think that he, he, I do think that yeah, you know he deserves out of you know all the other options we had um yeah and especially in re- recent form as well his recent form he's been on fire for city um was it quite a few clean sheets on um coming as well you know and obviously he's, he's only goals to his they, game now as well so. they, they did have that little dip of form but they seem to be you know on you know they seem the, to back, be back to being them yeah. again i mean I think... the today against Cheltenham, they only scraped a win but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, I was I was I was you know, I was I was adamant that, you know, Stones deserves at least a shout on the team to be on the team. Yeah, there, there there's no footballer who's been written off more times than John Stones and and it's quite the um re- recovery from him. He's now scoring goals, he's partnership with Diaz who's also in there, who's just you should be in everyone's. Dan loves him. Uh, <laughs> me and Dan uh, were in Grimaris, the the fateful 
England Netherlands game, but I, I've stood by John Stones, so to see um see him produce has been rather um happy moment for me. Um, our wing backs are Robertson and Cancelo. Cancelo is very simple, despite him being shoved all over the place. He's really, really impressed for City this season. And I think he's, uh, I'll just say in general, his. Well, him that him now playing as a wing back slash a number ten just astounds me. Uh, that would take <laughs> so much concentration, so much discipline, so much ability. Just so, uh, just uh, in in uh, I'll say um, uh, dumbed down terms, he's just got a massive. It just yeah, need a massive football brain to do that. Really, that's you've and you just got you just have such a good knowledge of the game to actually. Not just Martha, obviously Pep's he's done a very good job of actually being able to get him into that position. But just it's it just seems so difficult to me. So I when I've seen a few graphics of um uh it is him saying wing back slash number ten, I it was right back slash number ten. It I thought it was a typo. I I didn't think it was true. And then I'd I'd seen I uh, watched a couple uh, City games since and I'd been proved wrong. I, I, I was I was astounded. Um, I feel like he has to be in there for that reason alone. This uh, we're now going to come on to the one that I was outvoted on um, twice. Um, I originally had Kieran Tierney in here um, due to how much you saw against Palace, how much Tierney actually changes the side. Um, Arsenal team, I think, has been at the forefront. I think he's been. The difference for Arsenal, and then I put in Ben Chilwell due to that he's been Chelsea's best player, um, in an attacking sense and a defensive sense. But um, you two thought differently, and we've ended up with Andy Robertson on the left. I'm, yeah, I'm I don't think gonna be, I'm not going to be the only it. one that says this. Why? Uh, he's from watching Liverpool. I know you said you haven't watched too much of Liverpool in the season. That's why I haven't been able to comment too much on Stones. I haven't watched too much in him, and obviously I'm not his biggest fan anyway. But um, from what I've seen Liverpool this season, their defence hasn't been their biggest issue in the world. They've they've been quite good defence. Obviously, they've had their skin moments, but that's mainly through the centre-back roles, mainly through the injuries and having to rotate constantly and having to play, say, Reese Williams at centre-back, Nat Phillips, having to stick Jordan Henderson at centre-back because um, they haven't been conceding loads either. Um, yeah, they just haven't, they haven't been conceding loads. And even when they've been at their lowest, um, obviously... I wouldn't disregard the last few games because he's he's been okay then even he's just he's been he's been a, probably arguably their best player of the season if you if you look at it consistently throughout the season obviously I'd, if Jota was fit I'd probably say him but Robertson for just consistency alone and you can still see his ability there even when they're not playing well because Chilwell is in a def- in a Chelsea defence that shone at the beginning of the season but. Well, it's a little bit. It it's, 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 again, it's more in hot flashes because they can see that they were 3 0 down at like West Brom. That uh, they've just not been sure. He's been very good, but I don't think you can you can put him in above it. And with Tierney, I know he's a difference maker, but it's I wouldn't put him in that 
I wouldn't put him in the team purely just because he Im- improves Arsenal. It doesn't make him the best left back this season. It makes him probably the best Arsenal best Arsenal player this season. But it doesn't make him the best left back. I, I can see the argument for it, but I yeah, no, defensive effectiveness alone, I would have to save Robertson all all, all day. Yeah, I mean, I do. You know, I sort of do understand. You know, why why people say that Tierney could probably be you know in front of. But yeah, I, I, as a, I pretty much just agree with everything that Dan said. You know, like Robertson's been consistent, not just the, you know this season, but you know the past few seasons now. You know, from going to like where where he was, you know, Hull City or something, and you know he's won the Champions League with Liverpool and Premier League with them. And you know this season, I mean, yeah, as you know, as you said earlier, you know, it's not been amazing, but yeah, as Dan said. It hasn't been like they've been getting, you know, thrashed three or four nil. Yeah, they have. They have. Been, look, obviously, Aston, Aston, take Aston Villa out of it. Take Aston Villa out of it. That's just a freak result. I take to put that down to. I put that down to a freak result. <laughs> but um, I think with 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 Tierney, with Arsenal in general, they can either scrape by a game or they get or they get thrashed. If, if in yeah. terms of when they in terms of when they lose. Yeah, and like I, when they lose, they either just lose or they've lost within like the first five minutes of them kicking the ball. Yeah, like I, I couldn't, I, I, I can't, I couldn't put them in. I couldn't put him in for like his um yeah. Arsenal's defensive rep, uh, rep, uh, reputation this season alone. I couldn't put him in. Just that's always in the back of my mind to tell the difference. Not I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't superb yeah. in a bad team, and who's been superb sometimes, and I think maybe that's. This should be chill. Well, the one thing I would say about Robertson is whilst Trent yeah. has clearly declined without Virgil van Dijk and Gomez, Robertson hasn't appeared to. And he hasn't crossed 22 yeah, times he's, in a game. He's shown no disability. And, where, and he, he's, 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 he's stuck to his game. He's not just the Robertson. He's just the better player. And I think he's proven it. Yeah. On, on to the next player anyway. Yeah, moving into midfield. Yeah, midfield. <laughs> we're waiting, mate. We're waiting. Um, moving into midfield, uh, Anguissa has made it from Fulham. Jack Grealish has joined him, as has Bruno Fernandes. Um, no Kevin De Bruyne. Um, is that the correct decision from us? I, 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 I know I said Arsenal and I, I was saying I'll go back, I'll backtrack on myself a little bit on uh, like, effectiveness into it like on a team but Anguissa he has made a massive difference for Fulham but it's not just that that he he stood out he's not just stood out in a bad team he stood, he stood out down. against the best opposition in the league yes um that whenever he's played this league he's just and he's performed consistently uh, from what I from what Fulham games I have seen and what reviews I have seen of him he's just been consistent against consistently good against everyone and I, th- I think it's I think this his stats for the back him up, and I think he has a yeah, I think he has a fair place in there. I think obviously the Bruyne. I don't it's think it's difficult not putting him in, but I don't, I don't think the Bruyne's been consistent. Like, he, like he's like, when I was, I was watching. Uh, I was watching. I was. I was watching the you know Chelsea City game, and you know I think he was definitely. I I, I think he was the man of the match in that game. But he hasn't been at the level that he's usually at. Because last last like last season, the season before, you could argue he was one that he was obviously one of the best in the league. I'd say, but I can't. I, I don't have to say it. Just it it just hasn't been 
you know, that, that he hasn't been at the, the level that you expect him to play at. If, if you're, no, if I, think, I think that may be down to his standards alone, but, but he, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's completely turned turned to like to crap to like yeah he's not, to crap. He's, not, he's, not gone, he's not gone to crap he's not I'm he's not, not saying not, I'm not saying he's completely just like you know become like you know just, he's not got he's not got, got considerably worse it's just obviously set levels so high that it's just so yeah, hard to, to match and, sometimes, yeah but yeah. Honestly, I think Grealish and Fernandez. To to me, they're they two no brainers. They're two no brainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Bruno to... Fernandez, he's coming to this. He's coming to this United team, and people say that all he scores are penalties. But um, yeah. arguably, penalties is one of the more difficult things in yeah, like they composed for for like yeah. that level of yeah, and saying composure, yeah. and to keep that consistently. And obviously, doing the techniques that he does, it's 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 admirable. And I think I'd say I have to say the same about um, I'd have to say the I'm same not... about. That's the argument about people saying Ronaldo scores a lot of penalties. Yeah. It doesn't make him any less of a player, does it? It doesn't make him any less of a player. In terms it's, of because I I used to not I used to not like Fernandez, but ever because I was like, oh no, all he day all he scores is penalties. Yeah, I I have changed my mind. I can't remember what game it was, but. I watched one of his games, and it's just the the way he moves. You know, he, he moves about the pitch. He goes about, you know, looking looking to putt looking to like you know, yeah, he tries, he... and also looking like, for the ball as well. You know, he, he's an incredible attacking player. And yeah, I just I'd like that that moment. I'd like, and that that was that was the moment. You know, I was like, you know, Fernandez is a world quality world class player. Right? He's he's certainly near. Well, well, he's certainly yeah, near yeah. the bracket. Um, I think in terms of um, in terms of attractive attacking Jesus attacking effectiveness, there isn't a player on the planet more effective than Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, yeah. The way he dry the way he drives with the ball, the way. He links perfectly with the likes of Pogba and and these players, and he's not very uh, pacey. He's not very strong. He's not very skillful, but he's still everything in between and incredibly effective. Every game, whether he's dropping a poor game and losing balls like that, he will create chances for you. He's he's inevitable. He's a footballer. Yeah, he's inevitable. He's someone everyone wants and. And we haven't had a player much to that effectiveness in a long, long time, possibly with the exception of Hazard. Uh, so, so yeah, I have nothing to say. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember what I can't remember many other players like that. Yeah. I think that's what's put him above uh, Kevin De Bruyne for in in my in the yeah. team of the season so far. From I think that's probably the difference. Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish is the obvious one for me. Um, yeah, definitely. That's, that's, he's Grealish was always so nice. ridiculous. The, the impact he's had for Aston Villa this year, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. Like you know, I've I've always I've always had a, I've always like you know I've always liked Jack Grealish. Um, oh, not many people have. Well, it's, 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 no, it's, I, I, I haven't always been his I've, biggest fan, but I, I've genuinely, I've genuinely not. When, when I've like looked at him, you know. You know, I you know I always I haven't always been like you know oh, he's he's incredible he's amazing but like 
you know, I, I never I've thought he was to this standard. I'll admit to I he was at this standard. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I, I, I thought he could. I thought that you know he could. He could like you know come up to like a level. Not. I don't know. Obviously, I didn't expect him to be like this. This is obviously the next. I, I I wouldn't expect Villa to be that this high on the table. Uh, if you just if you just said to me Villa are where they are in the league. That about this time last year, I would have smacked you in the face and told you just to stay off the beer. But no, this is like it's incredible, and I think Jack Grealish has played to do. You know, he's been integral to that he, um, to that Villa team. He's a, a player, and the best way I can put it is, he's a player. Most international teams would build their team around. He's got that much technique and ability in finding yeah. space. And, his actual technique in how he produces the passes. Um, you only have to listen to Pep wax lyrical about him and Klopp and all these. He is so good. And the reason people will call him a diver is because how often he gets fouled because he is de- like they can't stop yeah. him otherwise. Um, Hazard as well. Hazard just gets fouled a lot as well, doesn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a bit like he's a bit like that, and he's also he's also another one. He's somewhat inevitable as well, I guess. He will still make a difference. He will always make a difference to a game, and that's I have no doubt in that. Grealish is inevitable in his good performances. Now, for someone who is streaky, um, you two went for Hyung Min Son. Yes, we get it. I can understand. Of course, I can. But um, I your agenda is going over your fact. No, not so much agenda. I don't. I, you yes it's a gem he for me i think this is just my evaluation of him as a footballer more than him this season so i can see what why he's in there i think he's quite a simple footballer in terms of see space runs into space he can finish with both feet which is why he's more clinical um He's yeah. in a system that suits him. <laughs> so he's obviously going to do well. I'm not sure on his actual overall te- technique. You wouldn't, you wouldn't say he's a well. You wouldn't say he's a world class player overall. And I can say, so I can I think the comparisons. I think that's what killed it for me. People calling him world class, and he's not for me as yeah. a footballer. But, um, but, and the, the comparisons to Salah pathetic. Then go quite frankly, the, the, yeah. The, 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 the thing is, though, like with 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 the attacking players, their their main job, obviously, it's not their only job, but their main job is to score goals, and that's what Sun's been doing as well as setting them up as well. And it's not like they've only been setting up the odd goal around every couple of matches. They've generally been consistent with with Harry Kane. He's, him and Harry Kane. Yeah, that partnership has been unbelievable. They've both been consistently, you know, you know, getting them goals, you know, assisting for each other and working together. And you know, I get that. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't exact, I wouldn't, I would, I would agree with you on the part. You know, I wouldn't say Sun is world class, but he's on the brink. Come on, come on like him and his him numbers season that. They're, they're, they've been pretty. Well, class is an opinion. Yeah, is his subjective. His output, his output is insane. It's insane. He's incredibly clinical. I get. I do get. He's streaky. I think everyone, majority of people, know that because you see. I think there's a graph. He's literally. It's. It's like a heart. It looks like a heartbeat almost. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a heartbeat of me after I've done a 
one K running. Um been he's not been as streaky. I know he's had the old game where he's not performed, but I mean he's human. That means it's um that's that's been that that's been less streaky. Um that's what been more yeah. say, he, said, he said he means said he means it's coming. Look at him now. He's still he's still having a very similar output. To yeah, then, so I think people will talk to me about the the, the XG since 2016. There's a stat out there that he's um, outperforming his expected XG. goals. XG. You don't use XG on its own. Wait. You know this, wait, wait for me, Callum. 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 Wait. Wait. Wait for me. His XG. His XG since 2016. Is plus twenty four. Harry Kane is plus twelve. This is f- so. What is it? Four seasons. It's another thing that adds to this. And I'm not sure. For example, if we looked at other attackers that could have gone in here, Rashford. You're using XG without any other statistics. <sighs> I get what he means, but because but it. I. Really? One thing I will, one thing I will disagree with is how can you say it's not sustainable when he's done it for four seasons? Yeah. Point how can you say that? That is not that. How can that is clearly sustainable because he's got a hundred goals in two hundred something appearances and a decent amount of assists too. Uh, in that, and he's as I said as you said, he's been way more clinical than he should be in the last four years. There is no you can't deny you can't say that isn't sustainable. It's just it's it, it clearly is. If, that would yeah, he would be the best player on the planet if he if he could. But don't get me wrong, my Shing Min Son's a very good player and he's most definitely a world class dribbler and probably on that list for world class finishing. But for, when we look at these other footballers, he deserves he deserves team. Son, yeah, yeah, I know. I, that's why I'm happy to put him in. But for, for me, yeah. I. I think Son, the best way I can put it is Salah and Rashford could play for Barcelona. I don't think Son could. I, I, this is it in terms of... Mm. I either, I would... And I know this is controversial. I'd put Jack Grealish above Hume Min Son as a footballer. No, I can agree with that, to be fair. I think, we get, so, we yeah. get sidetracked by Hume Min and, uh, yeah. and up top is obviously um, Harry Kane. It was never going to be anyone else. Okay. Um, yeah. In place of Son, though, I would have had Rashford. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. Talking about Hyungmin Son and Harry Kane. Spurs. Um, nearly 18 months since um, Jose Mourinho took charge. Um, Dan, I feel you'd be repeating yourself a bit with... Um, Effective football and all that. Effective so, football. So I'm gonna le- so I'm gonna leave this one to Callum, and you just jump in when you feel necessary. Um, is Callum are Tottenham in a better place with Jose Mourinho? Do you think? Right. Well, I've got I've got a little you know little little you know one for the pub quiz you know in case um, with both Pochettino and Jose Mourinho's first games, they were both wins away at West Ham. Um, I remember both of them really well as well. If it ever comes to the pub quiz, you know, thank me for it. But um, <laughs> yeah, but um, so I was I was having a look at like um, some of the some of the you know the, the the stats you know between Jose and Poch. 
So with, with this, I used the total of Poch's games versus the total of Jose's games. Now, Pochettino had 293 games for Spurs, right? And Jose's at 66. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's obviously quite a large difference between games and, you know... Pochettino, yeah, because it's quite difficult yeah, to compare. Pochettino's first start in 11, it was Larice, Rose, Dyer, Kabul, Norton, Capu, Bentaleb, Ericsson, Lamella, Lennon and Adibayor. That was his first starting line. I think it's fair to say Spurs are in a better place than when Poch took over. <laughs> in, um, players, players, yeah, well, the thing is, though, the, the, the thing is, though, Pochettino has brought in most of, most of these players, brought in most of the players that he had in the squad now, because, you know, some of them are still Mourinho signings, but yeah. But anyway, when we talk um, about... Sorry, go on. I'll let anyway, you so, so with with um, so I, what I, did, I, I was I was looking, you know, that all the win percentages and all that goals for goals against, cause, you know, being a little bit nerdy. So, if if you're not into like the statistics, just cover your ears for a couple of seconds. You know, Jose has a fifty four point five percent win rate win win percentage. Potts just 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 edges it with fifty four point six. And but with Jose with Jose Mourinho, so fifteen draws compared to Poch's sixty. Yeah. Um, so that with with Jose, there's twenty two point seven percent draws, and with Poch's twenty point five, and with Poch it's seventy three losses, and also with Jose Mourinho, which I find interesting, he's also had fifteen losses. So, I think. That could be down to the fact that Jose Mourinho, you know, we all know the famous Jose Mourinho, you know, park the bus, score a goal, park the bus. And I mean, there's I no doubt that that's what they've that, been doing this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that is what's costing them, you know, three points instead of one. Um, so, sorry. So, yeah. Um, so Jose, Jose you know, has um, a, a, a fair bit more goals per game, coming at two point zero three compared to Poch's one point nine one. So Poch has conceded a little bit less with one point one goals goals conceded per game compared to Jose's one point two one. So you can obviously see with you know with this um, with both team with both managers, there was obviously different you know different. Um, I think the fair assumption was that both have created fairly good defensive views. Yeah, yeah. We, but we, we've... yeah, they're not like they're not like world beaters. They're not gonna not let, let. Oh, I'd say they would set. They've set the world light at, at times of the season, but they're not. They're not teams to set the world alight or play play incredible football. They're just teams that will grind out and get yeah. you results. But, um, but, 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 really... the, but the issue is with 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 Jose Mourinho. He grinds out. He he tries to drag out and grind out games too early. So you know, as I, as I've said, they get they get one goal and they go and sit back. When I think, but I think that with any team, they should be pushing it to at least two 0 So it gives them sort of that comfortable lead. And then if they want to sit back... I think you the debate is whether the team is actually good enough in order to do that. And I think there's. There's obviously yeah. Spurs 
you can expect suppose to be busy in the next week in in the market. I think they're interested in Sabitza from Leipzig who's yeah. a midfielder, but I th- I, th- I think the squad's good enough to do more than that. I th- I think there's enough to dominate games in the middle with the Celso, with Sissoko, yeah. with Ndombele, yeah. who's been unbelievable. He's such a good footballer. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, I, I... Uh, just, just, I'm just taking a moment to mention about his goal. I was just appreciation for his goal last the other day, which was just which he insane. Definitely meant, by the way. I don't think he's meant for it. To... Oh, yes. Yeah. He's definitely not gone to it and gone... I'm going to f- put this in the top corner. No one's going to touch it. It's going to fly in. It's going to be the best game <laughs> yeah. alive. But I think he's done it with that kind of intention. So, so you know, I, I believe with Perez and Mourinho, he should be looking to get, you know, a couple goals, a couple goals in. Because he's got the quality up top, so, you know, not to be to be winning 2-0, 3-0 instead of 1-0. And if they do, you know, if the other team brings one back, you know, I think I do. I do believe they have the quality, to, you know, bring it, you know, to get another Kick one, and bring the game to yeah. bed. But I also think, I think, with I think defensively, I think when they're one nil up, I think they're a little bit more on edge, and so Definitely. that's why they're probably more likely to make mistakes, which is why they've been, you know, letting in late equalisers every now and then or a little bit more often than I think they'd like to. But I think I think Jose, Jose sort of, he needs to, you know, sort of change Kill things. games off. You know, he needs to, yeah. Like like he, he he used to like like the way the way like, you know, the old Jose Marine, you know, like you look at me you, you have some it. have some cutting edge, not yeah. risky you, games. You, you, like you like when you used to play a Jose Mourinho team, you'd go in there bricking it. But you'd be, you'd, you'd, you'd be checking yourself. Yeah, but I think the defence needs to sort of, you know, understand that if that's what the manager wants, then you have to deliver that for the manager. They're not because yeah, they're, con- I, they're, they're, they're con- good right. enough. They're, I, they are good enough to do it because yeah, they, I, have, they have managed to, you know, successfully, you know. Yeah, they they pick, the picked up a fair few clean sheets, yeah. but obviously they haven't. If they when they're not killing games off. Because it's yeah. clearly not going to happen. They need to. They, then there's so many laps in concentration from. Uh, that's why obviously they drew against Fulham. That um, I, I get what you mean. As in, they do have the quality to kill a game off, but, but it's unlike their team. That I don't. I think I believe they can, but I just don't think that they that they have. Oh, they do have. They have the players. They have the cutting edge. They do have the ability, but I just don't think that they've been set up. They've been. It's trained into their brain that we need to grind out this result. Not yeah. attack a game. I think of Mourinho more this season. He's he's more afraid to attack. He's more afraid to uh, kill the game off. He he just wants to get a result, stick with it. And obviously, pre- previous Mourinho, uh, you'd be a bit more you be you'd be a bit more yeah. worried about facing them. Whereas this season, it's you go you see Tottenham playing the team, you think oh you fancy our chances. It's yeah. I think that's proved that. <laughs> They're not as much a stronger a defensive unit as they were when Potts left. They don't have the defensive quality to shut down games yet. They're not that good. I think you look at the Chelsea, his Chelsea side that did that, and his Inter side that did that. Let's look at his Chelsea back four: Carvalho, Terry. You get you get the idea. Do you know what I mean? In terms of those are such strong, talented individuals, and I'm not sure Was it because, they have it, the balance yet. It's 2021. Yeah. Eric Dyer is a, still a thing. I know he's 
stepped up. I, I know he stepped up. I think, he's... I think with Tottenham is, I think the, they, if if they win, start winning any silverware, I think I think that's that's the only thing that's missing with them. I think, I think if 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 I was a fan looking at Spurs, I wouldn't mind how how they were right now if they're winning silverware. For me, as a whole, is that Spurs are in a better place, but better than them. yeah, basically they're in a better place a year ago. They've applied Mourinho to be the winner to bring them trophies. They're obviously in the Carabao Cup final, but they are still Spursy. They're in a better place, but right now Spurs are still Spurs. And as Chiellini said, it is the history of the Tottenham. Um, let's. Move on, and I'm sure Cal cannot wait for this one. Um, Pain. Champagne without the sham. They're having having a West London meltdown, and it's certainly not over at Fulham. Chelsea are in a bit of a crisis, and I'm actually not going to start with you two. Um, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant of myself, thanks to a comment from... Frank Lampard. Um, I've quoted this word for word, so, you know, I'm not jumping on it. Chelsea is not a club ready to compete at the minute. We don't have that bloke that can come in and score 20 goals and 20 assists. (sighs) What was the 200 million quid for in the summer then, Frank? What was he doing? Um, It could have been... been Was it it for Vance? Was it for Vance? It could have been so much better spent, but no, you got the big names, which is fine, but you've quite clearly signed Timo Werner. I don't think Kai Havertz was a Lampard signing, but he's still one of the best teenagers in world football. Ben Chilwell was quite a big name, and all these big names. Fine. Ver, you know, Werner, from watching him, is quite a direct, simple footballer runs into the space. He's not going to get the same spaces he did in the Bundesliga coming in from the left as an inside forward on the left wing in the Premier League. Bundesliga play high lines. It's it's like common common sense. But no, you've put him on the wing and kept him on the wing. And now you're putting him in a position where he has to come off the bench and get a goal. He's coming into positions where he needs a goal and it almost makes it worse. Let's move on to Kai Havertz, who performed sensationally as a false number nine for Leverkusen last season. It was unbelievable, but he did drift in and out of games. So, you've played him as a number eight in a 4-3-3 where he can't disappear. Good one, Frank. Do I have to go on about Kovacic as a DM? Breathe. I'm calm. Breathe. Breathe. You are not calm. Right. That's why I'm not speaking. losing that's why I'm not going tired. on about Kovacic as a DM. Um, moving on to Kante. Now, he's not performed at his best this season. So, let's look at Kante. Thrived under a pivot at Leicester. Thrived and won a World Cup at, in a pivot for France. Thrived under a pivot with Kante. Thrived on not so much thrived, but played better in a pivot with Sarri. Can someone please tell me why Kante might not be performing as a lone six? He's not in a pivot. Breathe. As I said, breathe. 
I, I mean, it's... Deep breath, in through your nose, out through your mouth. Play footballers to their strengths, Frank, and they might perform. It's not this simple, and I could go into a number and of things. He's man management over hudson Adoy, Tamori, Jorginho, Tamori, Pulisic at the start of his career. So many is failing. His tactics against someone like Man City was pathetic. It's just like, what are you doing? Why? Why are they playing for three? Or... What are you doing? Anyway, I need to breathe. It's, it's going to be like it's going to be like an AF, it's going to be like an AFTV theme for Reese. Reese is just going to be he's going to be troops. He's going to be that annoyed. He's going to look like he wants to murder someone. He's going to have that pain popping up. I don't, I don't, I don't even support. I don't even support Chelsea in the stressing. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Because I, I, I haven't got that annoyed. You may not show me. I haven't got. I haven't. You know, you know, you know, you know, with my hot take. So this is this is where that comes in. So with obviously, you know, I was saying with Fernando, you know, something about Lampard's tactics. That the formation that is the thing that is holding us back. You need to play a formation that players can play to their strengths. If not, you're going to end up like this. You're not going to be winning every game, and if you do, it's going to be a scrape because players don't know what they're doing. I do think partially that they should be trying to, you know, fit into the system because after all, they are professional footballers. But a year again, some of them won't want to. So there will be egos and some of them will want to not want I to play. I don't think it's a matter of not trying with this Chelsea team. I think Mount stands out because he is the oh, yeah, Mount, try yeah. hard. But in the... In... If you don't fit, you don't fit. Yeah, I mean, but, if yeah, you, but I was, I was looking, I was looking the other day and none of them seemed to give a shit. I was looking the other day at the match and none of them seemed to give a shit. So, like, what? I, that, 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 that's, that, that's what I, that's what I saw. I'd, I'd say it's less. I would say it's less down to caring. I'd say it's more down to being confused as to what he's doing. Well, I'd say more of. I'd say he's a box to box midfielder. Yeah. So, do, do, do you think, do you think oh, the Lampard would be like a manager advisor then? We're, he we're played him with the manager or advisor that is not Jody Morris. Because what what role do you think that Jody Morris has in the football club? No like, idea. Clearly, I don't see any benefit to Jody Morris. He's not working. Because <laughs> like, I, I saw something that was like they like, like they might bring in Avram Grant as like a <laughs> manager or advisor. No, I was like not Avram Grant, but like I could see like if if they got in like a a, a good fit like a good figure. Like that could really help Lampard because I get I, I do get Lampard's still quite new. It's a bit like a um, Grim Reaper though, isn't it? Is he's just behind him because he could easily take that job. Um, Tuchel becoming yeah. available for as a manager yeah. has not helped Lampard's case. Um, the fact no. that Pulisic has anyway, worked back... with Tuchel does not yeah. help his case. Anyway, it, it, if back... we wrote down this squad on a piece of paper, sorry, Cal. Sorry, um, if we wrote down this squad on a piece of paper, four three three wouldn't be any of our guesses, and I think that's what no. people are getting irritated about. No, These are small, no, obvious so things. Me back. Yeah, so, so that's bringing me back to like when I was talking about Werner earlier in the show. Um, so with Werner, you know, as I said, I, I think that with that he can do whatever Lampard can do whatever the hell he wants with the rest of them. But not not whatever the hell he wants to be obviously, but Werner needs a like Giroud with him, like you know 
still yeah. players, you know, out the wings, but you can't, have, you can't have. I don't think you can have Werner out there on his own, especially in the Premier League. And he needs. I, as I said, Giroud, Giroud, he he may not be the better one, of the best in the world, but he has been consistent he's season after season. He continues to prove that he is still he can still perform at the level he is at, and you know you know he's an incredible player. He can score with his head, he can score with his feet, probably score with his arse as well. Um, and he's he's and if if someone hits a crossbar, like the first per, the first person that it, it like if I was in a game situation and some and I hit the crossbar, the first person I I think that's going to get to that is Olivier Giroud. Because yeah, he's going to get out on the end. He has. I get he's, that. He, he's a poacher as well, and that is something that that can be vital in 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 a league as well. You know, that I don't. I don't. It's not not only because Werner can help set up um, Giroud, or Giroud could probably help Werner. But I think if if Werner like like misses, then I know that Giroud will be there to pick off the scraps and. If you get what I mean, if you get what I mean, like, and then you know, probably save Werner from a bit of embarrassment as well. If if you if you get what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giroud's the typical yeah. grab one on the goal line type of striker. I think the big the big yeah. thing with Chelsea is when you look at the stats, they like, haven't got the right combinations there. Um, yeah. The wings, they get a lot of good crosses in the box. They've got a lot of good wingers in in Ziyech, in Hudson Odoi, in, in Pulisic, and I think I don't know what who with them Hudson Odoi yeah, so should probably get more Hudson minutes. What, sorry? Hudson Odoi. Hudson Odoi. Hudson Odoi. Hudson Odoi. And that's brought an end to the uh, Specialist and Failure podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. This is the only episode, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, in turn, um, there's problems everywhere for Chelsea. Mendy isn't what he was picked up to be in terms of the stats. He's he's yeah. he's. That's, got... that's why I said like you, when when you said to us to choose the Chelsea squad, that's what I said. I'd bring Kepa back because uh, he's probably just looking brave. at he's probably looking brave. at him right now and saying this chance to come. Yeah. Like he's probably looking at Mendy right now and being like, oh, "This could be my chance to get back into the team." He's probably raring for those. And to be fair, like he, obviously, like this season, he's been he hasn't been up to what he should be. He he, he hasn't represented his price tag this season. But last season, I was still pretty impressed. I was impressed with him. I still thought he was a you know a pretty good goalkeeper. I think and I think I, it's a massive. I, 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 I hope that he yeah, and I think. For his price tag, he definitely should perform a lot better than he is. But I think, hopefully, he's looking at what Mendy's doing right now and he's thinking to himself, you know... This is my this, in. Yeah, this is my this in. This is my chance, you know, prove that I am better. Like, can, I deserve that number one shirt. And that's not going to be cut. It's another yeah, so comp... It's another confidence issue for Chelsea, isn't it? It's another player lacking confidence. And, yeah. and in the Kepa Lampard kind of debacle, it's kind of become... One of the Pogba, Mourinho, Diego Costa, Conte kind of things where it's either a player goes or the manager goes. There's always one winner. Yeah. Lampard won the Kepa one. I'm not sure he can win the yeah. Werner one. Um, and the Ziyech one. Mm, and the Havertz one. And so on and so on. 
Um, and Kovacic, Kante, and <laughs> you know, Roman's probably like I know he... Roman's probably looking at it and going, "Why should I afford him more time when I didn't afford Scolari and Chelotti hitting these chances?" Yeah. Um, because I think the money. Sure, like Lampard, I think at Lampard, it's. It's past having a managerial advisor. I think he's got one. Of the, I think he's got the lowest win percentage of any Chelsea manager. In the amount, they, they I don't can, know how long. Con- Premier League history, maybe even before that. They've conceded fifty-three goals in twenty-nine away games. That means technically, very nearly, Chelsea are conceding two a game away from home. It, That's not Chelsea. <laughs> Chil- That's just well, not Chelsea, is it? Chilwell, just... Silver. Zuma, Rudiger, Tomori, Christiansen, James, Azpilicueta. That's a very good defence. People, I think that's that defence is good enough to be keeping shutouts, as we saw when they went. I think it's eleven games unbeaten, a few games back. But it the the thing with Chelsea is they are lacking in both boxes now, and that's where games are won and lost. And yeah. There's just no sign of Lampard's man management skills thus far dragging him out of this, and he seems insistent on. And he's not. He's not. He's not adapting either. Like you can, we can say manager advisor all you want, but it doesn't take an idiot to re. It doesn't take an. Yeah, it doesn't take an idiot to realize four three three isn't the way forward. Like you saw the amount of goals that they score when they play the four two three one. Maybe they were. Con- I think they were conceding a little bit more, but they were scoring more. And I know, obviously, I said I like effective football, but this isn't effective. <laughs> I know I said I like a one nil, but I mean, when you're Chelsea and you're playing Fulham, you'd much rather to win three one four one than a one nil, wouldn't you? You you don't grind out result against them. You, it's just, it's not good enough, and. I think, I, think I, I, I mentioned it in the middle of your um, psychotic rant um, that, uh, like, it was. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that Kovacic was played uh, in a, as a lone DM role. Man City. 4-3-3. Not so much even the formation. Man City, can we, can we just not talk about that game? I really don't want to talk about that game. In midfield, Kovacic, Mount. I'm missing someone. Kante. You've you've got three runners. You're running at Man City who can pick a pass better than anyone in the league and who are faster than anyone else in the league. Genius. My first thought was Jorginho. I know he's not the best. I know he's not in the best books with a lot of Chelsea supporters. But I mean... Why is he playing Jorginho he, he, against he, he, Fulham, he, he, by he, he, the way? He, 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 this is huh? the thing. Jorginho looked set to leave in the summer and suddenly he's using him constantly in big games in the Leicester and in the Desperate. Fulham games. He didn't Desperate. need to play 60 games against... Uh, 60 minutes against Fulham. Fulham had 10 men for like 20 minutes of it. The Tomori decision is beyond me. When Silver come in at the start of the season, everyone went, oh, Silver Tomori, that's good. And he's been yeah, yeah. binned okay, over. He's been binned over. He's not had a single start. He's been binned 
over Rudiger, who is like watching someone who wears clown shoes, and he's been binned over Christiansen, who I reckon I could push over in a fight. It, it, it's, it's with your defense, with your defense, with how you defend, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> with how you defend, I wouldn't be surprised if you took anyone down. Well, I defend better but than I, the I think three give... they've kept over Rudiger over. Tomorrow, personally, and I think we need issues. To, I think it's these Zuma man management deserves, issues think, that define in Lampard. Yeah, I also think Zuma deserves a bit more respect because he's been yeah. he's been he's, he's been well. He's been good when they season. played well, when he, when he played when he played, I just I know it doesn't mean he's not been a bit disrespected because I when he's when he's been when they when they weren't on the run of not conceding, he was their outstanding player. He was that. Um, he was the presence in. Is uh, uh, but yeah, the, the, the Tomori decision is beyond me. I, I, th- I think Reese already said I was one of those people who thought. I think me and Reese had the conversation as soon as Tiago Silva was rumored. He thought, oh, Tiago uh, Silva and Tomori. Because Tomori, I cool. don't see why there's just no logic as to why he's not playing because he was integral to his derby team. He played well when he came in last season. It was important to Frank Lampard's team last season. He obviously helped him. He's arguably helped Lampard a lot as a manager. Yeah, (laughs) he works tactically. He's obviously, they work well together. They've been uh, last few seasons. You've got a question whether that's, stupidity or something's gone in the background because if, if there's nothing's gone on around in the background nothing's there, there's leaks everywhere so i feel like something would have been leaked by now i think people i feel like it's just pure stupidity letting him out and pure stupid like really really bad man put really really poor man, man management people said the same about pulisic when Lampard first took the job they said the same about hudson Odai. they said the same about kante and it it's a constant cycle <laughs> Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Because um, um, I, 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 I Doi, he's, he's still not playing. He's not played enough. He's Adoy. still not played enough than he should be because he seems like yes, Adoy. There you go. He seems like one that actually I know. I don't. I don't like to say that players don't care, but when you see him on the pitch, he makes a difference. He doesn't look like he's got more passion energy. in his game. It's energy. He just. Brain's it's that something point. else. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll leave the final words to you on on Chelsea Cal. What happens now? Where do they go from here? Um, or is it just set to and be a bad, like, bad season? Is, like Lampard, is Lampard right? Is this just going to be an average season for Chelsea? Uh, well, I I mean I hope not. I hope it's just something to motivate the players, and then I hope that you know there's sort of some sort of improvement. But I just. I don't, I don't see, I, d- I don't see it going down worse, but I don't see it getting any better from here this season. But that does, yeah, that, that does, that's a, I, that I'm then suggests there should be a change of manager. It, it does, yeah, it does leave the question: Should Lampard go? But who do you bring in? I don't know who you bring in in his place. I you mean, can say two, Tuchel, two, you can say the, two candidates come to mind. He's free in the Tuchel, Jesse. And, and, yeah, exactly. Jesse, that, like... Jesse Marsh is eyeing up this job and going, go on then. 
because of the players he's worked with before. I can guarantee to you he's interested. But for for me, for the German connection, for the football he plays, um, yeah. for all this, it has to be some, Thomas, some, it has to be Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, I think, I, I think that's part of it. does deserve a little bit more time because, you know, he's a young manager at the end of the day. Even if even if he hadn't played for Chelsea still, he's still a young manager and I think he still deserves, you know, a, like, a little bit longer in this squad. But I say, it, end, end of this calendar year, if nothing's improved, I think we need to get something new in. I think, I feel, I think, I think you're I think, quite alone in that. I think I, I may be and I don't care. Yeah, that's fair. Cause Stick I, by gun. Because I, 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 I still think that I, I know. There's still the romance of it. We have seen we, we, good things under Lampard. We can't pretend we haven't. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I think he, he, he needs to, he needs to know what he, what is best for his players, not what he wants for himself. For as, as my rant says, play their players to their strengths. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's my that's my final thoughts of that. I think we have to just I think at this point we just have to see the season out and then we just have to restart again in next season because I don't see it again any better, unfortunately. And that'd be great, but I don't I don't I see th- that happening. I think yeah, unless you make a change your mind. I think they might wait till the summer and see if Nugglesman becomes available, for example. But I think I think due to loyalty, Lampard might stay. But um He's walking on eggshells yeah. is, I think, the phrase I got. Very, very good to see that. Very, very good to discuss all of that for a very long time. God, we can talk football for a long time. Although that is why we did a podcast. That's why we did a podcast. That's um, the point. And that brings us to to the end. Have you enjoyed it, you two? It's been a pleasure. It's it's been quite fun at, um taking the piss out of you and just talking football. So that's always oh, that's our usual. That's how we usually spend our time together, anyway. Yeah, so that's how many went in from the car race and talk football. With you. But no, it's been it's, it's been good, and I've enjoyed it. So yeah, it's everything of good. everything I've really wanted, and all like having this planned for months. Isn't it? It's been a good it. first podcast, and let there be many, many more. On to the second. On to the second. Um, thank you to everyone who has listened. Please do follow, subscribe, like, do everything you can to support us because I'm certain we are going to get better. We are going to have better content. We'll get better. We'll work better about. We'll work off each other better. We will. I am sure we'll get clever. We'll get more clever because, but I mean, yeah, more clever. Yeah, more clever. Sure really, it's really one. smart way of thank you well we've got a good thing going here it's been the after hours new show and this has been specialist (laughs) in failure thank you